0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Guys, welcome back to Probably a Podcast. Um, I'm just hitting you with some solos lately, and I'm here for it because guess what? I talk really fucking fast. I can't stop talking, and it's nice. And when I'm doing solos, I can only interrupt myself. So all the people that don't like when I interrupt people, what can you say now? You know what I'm saying? So let's start with something that I need to confess. (sighs) All right, I... Can't believe I'm saying this because like I quite literally went through so much trauma, so much pain, nights of no sleep, Um, really just can't even put into words what I went through for this cartilage piercing and I took it out. I took it out and it was really, I think I was about three weeks away from being able to like change it out, exchange it for a hoop. And everyone was saying like a hoop feels so much better than the piercing and the like little stud, but like, I couldn't do it. I was trying on ski helmets. This whole podcast is going to be about fucking going downhill. Okay. Nothing about skiing was uphill. Um, and anyways I was trying on helmets because James is like one of those people who actually skis so he like has his own helmet like what and so he had an extra one for me and as I was trying it on I was literally like I, I cannot like I have always hated this cartilage piercing I cannot recommend a cartilage piercing less in your adult years um you really need to save that shit for when you're like 16, 17, don't really hair, care or can just get over it. Or you're drinking Smirnoff vodka anyway. So You have like no will to live. So, um, yeah, I took it out. But I knew who was going to be the most upset about that. And I knew it was Taylor. Because Taylor and I got them together. We got them together at Tia Booth's bridal shower. It was such a cool bridal shower. Like, who has piercings and tattoos at a bridal shower? That's so fucking cool for free. So, we got them done together. It was a sign of friendship. So she was like, is our friendship over now that the cartilage piercing is gone? I don't know. And I said, I would have to think about it, but, uh, yeah, so it's gone. But what all of you said, whenever I was complaining about it, which was like every day, every other day, whenever I had the cartilage piercing, everyone was like, take it out. The second you take it out, it's pain-free because you don't, it hurts so bad that you think like, if I take this out, is it even going to help? It is the wildest phenomena. One, our bodies and two, I guess just your cartilage. When I took it out, I'm not kidding within uh, literally five minutes, swear the hole was closed and I didn't feel it anymore. Now there's obviously like a little knot there, but like the hole is closed and I do not feel it. Like that night, I slept on that side of my face and I was like, God is good to me. Like this, it, I'm so glad I took the cartilage out. I was like trying to tell Taylor, I was like, take yours out, take yours out. And she was like, no, bitch, I've had this in, struggling with it for six months. I'm almost about to be able to tr- switch it to something else. Like, no. And I was like, oh, I am so glad I took it out. So, I'm not going to lie. I really, really liked the way it looked. I thought it was really cool. I'm going to like look into some faux cartilage piercing options because I did like the vibe of it. But, um, yeah, fuck that thing. You know what I mean? Didn't like it. So that was my confession. And now let's discuss something that I thought was just going to be a little like blip, a little catch up, a little like, Oh, what are we up to? But I am now going to give you guys the rundown of my ski trip to Aspen. All right. So here's the deal. Revolve calls, I'm motherfucking answer, okay? When they are emailing me, I'm emailing back. I'm not great with emails. Uh, it's something I'm trying to work on, but it's red alert status when they send me an email. I'm like, what are you giving me, clothes, trip? What's going on here, girly? What are we up to? And I love that about them. So one thing that I think as far as like influencer ranking goes, I do believe I'm kind of low on their trip list, which I don't care at all because I can kind of tell that I get asked a little bit last minute sometimes and maybe they're just last minute people but i don't really think so i think maybe i'm the girl they call when like six other people cancel and i am so happy to take that place like i'm so happy to be that for them and i will continue to be that for them i will be their fallback girl every day twice on sunday you let me know revolve i will pick up the motherfucking slack okay so um anyways i get a call all that being said i get a call on monday i don't know why i keep saying call i get a text What? I got an email. They are not calling or texting me. I get an email and it's like, hey, Shannon, we totally thought about you for this trip. So let me break it down for you. When Revolve has trips, you guys have seen them online. They're usually like really fun, like group trips with a bunch of influencers or girls. And then you go to this fabulous place and you have dinners planned with them and you have like all this stuff planned and like events and whatever. So a bunch of people were confused when they saw me on this Revolve trip because they were like, where is Revolve? And I was like, well, on my bate. Actually, this whole outfit today is by So, um, I don't have a spray tan on, so I had to wear a turtleneck because none of my makeup matches. So if you look at my face and my hands, it's not good. Um, so anyways, I, I definitely answered their email back and they basically say like, Hey, we've got these like rooms blocked off at the St. Regis, the St. Regis, honey, the St. Regis and Aspen. We're talking money, 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 money. That's expensive as fuck. I'm involved no matter what they say next in the four like lines after this whatever they say I'm like I'll go so they're basically like the only thing is it's literally this Friday through Sunday and also or Thursday through Sunday and also um you know it's not really a trip with other people you could just go on your own little mini trip we'll give you some clothes to wear from Revolve that you can pick from and then there's a pop-up there that we'd love for you to stop by I was like are they just wait hold on they're so just really just out here giving free trips. This is fucking iconic. Like, I literally was like, whoa, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. Well, here's the backstory that y'all probably won't care about, but I don't tell you anyways, because I got to make these podcasts kind of long, you know? So um, James had been begging, begging me to go skiing with him but he also he grew up skiing And i think i've said this in podcasts before but james was a ski instructor in the swiss alps because you know why because of fucking course he was like i remember when we were first like talking and getting to know each other and he was like telling me things about him and i was like oh my god cool no way you do this oh cool you grew up doing that oh that's so fun and then by the time he got to the part like i mean it was weeks into knowing each other He was like, I don't know how the, maybe he asked if I ever grew up skiing. And I was like, no, never been. And he was like, oh, really? I was like, what about you? He's like, yeah, I skied my whole life. I actually did a season where I was a instructor in the Swiss Alps. It was right. It was the official first time that I was like, okay, enough is enough. Enough is enough, Mr. Perfect. Oh, you were a ski instructor in the Swiss Alps. Oh, you played professional rugby. I was like, okay, who could keep up at this point? But obviously it's like still really sexy. So anyways, he obviously is very good at skiing. Okay. Let me tell you something. I didn't grow up skiing, and I've said this before on the podcast, but, like, skiing is a very expensive sport, and maybe if you grew up in Vermont, you could find, like, a, you know, lesser alternative, or you would just be around it, but, like, I grew up in South Carolina, like, there's no snow, there's no mountains, so, like, we're just not doing it, okay, so... Obviously, didn't grow up doing it, and he has been elated to get me to go skiing with him. And I've been really excited to learn and to. I know it's a really fun group thing. A lot of my friends ski, and I've always been bummed. Like whenever they're like, "Let's go on a ski trip," I'm like, "Well, yeah, but I'll be holding y'all back." So I'm like eager to be the girl that finally learns how to ski, takes some lessons, gives it her all, and then can one join my friends skiing? Because yes, do I love to après ski? Uh, Yes, but also they aren't wrong. The atmosphere, the camaraderie, and like the feeling of skiing. I haven't felt this yet but everyone does say when you can actually do it well it does it's like one of the most fun things so like i'm into the idea of that plus i do think it'd be fun to go skiing with our kids one day and teach them young so mama's got to figure it out okay so i'm all in and i say all this because i did have a couple people message me like oh my god i can't believe james is making you do all this i'm like no no, no he's not making me do this i really want to do this all right now there are a lot of things that i don't like to do that i do like because as a partner i want to try to like compromise with things like I don't know, certain things like, I don't know, we, we don't really drink during the week anymore. Let me tell you who wants to drink during the week. Me. I do. I want to drink during the week, but I'm like, you know what? This is a nice compromise. It's healthier for me. If I go out with my girlfriends, I'll still drink during the week every once in a while, whatever. But this time, this really was, I wanted to figure this out for myself. So, and nevertheless, we go we are sitting. Oh, oh, are you joking? I have to tell you this part. And I teased it on my Instagram and I I have to tell you guys. Okay. So we are, um, walking through the airport. We bags are packed. Oh, well, first of all, gosh, this actually will be a long podcast. It was snowing in Nashville. Okay. So snowing uncharacteristically. And I said this at the beginning of the last podcast, like it it really shuts the city down. Okay. It shuts the city down and nothing was coming in our road, particularly because I live in Franklin. Now we don't live in the city in Nashville. We live in Franklin and we also don't live in the inner city in Franklin. So we live down like a long country road. It's stunning. Lots of, you know, animals and, and fences and farms and hay bales but we basically we no FedEx no UPS this shit was not scraped okay salt on the roads not us not us country bumpkins they weren't doing it so for that reason FedEx and UPS were like we're not coming down your road so understandable right I love my UPS guy so like I want him to be at the utmost safe as possible because he's a gym so anyways we didn't get any packages well that being said first world problems boo Shannon people are dying yeah I know but none of my clothes from Revolve came for Aspen (sighs) what will she do well, I'll tell you what she'll do. She'll go in her closet, full of designer clothes, and she'll pick something else out. Okay, because I do have that, and that is really fucking annoying. That I would even be upset because I have plenty of clothes. But I also was looking forward to wearing the free clothes I got from Revolve. Guess what? This outfit was from it. I was supposed to wear this in Aspen. How fabulous do I look? Thanks, Revolve. Um, so all that being said, there was a lot of like factors that came into play. Like getting to the airport, we weren't sure if our flights were going to take off. They were going to delay. Everyone was getting stuck. Ours does take off. We get up really early. We go. I'm backseat driving the whole time to James because he is insisting that he drive, even though he's not from this country and has never driven in the ice before, but okay. um, Classic fucking man. And then we get to the airport and we're checking in and we, we had to check a bag. I'm a big no check a bag girly, but like, listen, we're going somewhere where you have to wear big coats and ski gear. So I am at the airport but we're at the part where you just check the bags we have not gone through security yet so we're just checking bags and i see this little doggy come over and start sniffing all over my stuff and i'm like oh my gosh i'm like so i literally have the thought like obviously a security dog obviously like a drug dog and i literally think to myself weird they normally don't sniff your bag until you're like coming through secure right when that thought hits my brain the dog is very obviously not a security drug dog. It is someone's personal dog and it lifts. It's like, I also, this is an important part of the story that I have to note for no reason to brag or anything, but I just have to tell you guys that everyone there had regular suitcases. I myself had a regular like big check suitcase, but my, in the whole line it was a long line. The whole line I was the only person with a Louis Vuitton little carry-on suitcase and a Louis Vuitton duffel on top of it. Like it was very like, yeah, like Louis V, whatever, right? This dog. And one might say, and I imagine, I imagine if I was in this line, I would also be laughing like that is fucking hilarious. The dog only peed on the girl with the fucking Louis Vuitton luggage. This dog lifts its leg. It pisses so for so long, I am literally, I am like, no, 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 no. What do you do? It's not your dog. It's not it's not my dog. It's not my dog. His leg is so fucking high up in the air. And there is Pete, you guys puddle. I took a picture of a puddle of piss underneath my suitcase and obviously all over my suitcase. And I'm like, no, 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 no. James is like, what the fuck? I look to my left. The guy whose dog it is, He's in a wheelchair. Okay. He's an old man. He's in a wheelchair. His dog has a service dog. I think I wasn't blind or anything, but like, obviously I think if you're in an airport with a dog, it has to have like one of those service dog vest on. So that's why I thought it was a drug dog. I'm like, oh, 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 I'm like looking at all the pee. I'm looking at my suitcase. James is looking at me. I go, your dog just peed on my suitcase. He's, Tow,ow,ow,ow. he's wheeling. He's just wheeling it fast. He's going fast. I'm like, oh my gosh. I just look around. I'm like, I don't know why I was embarrassed. But I was, I was like very embarrassed that I was like, you know, I was embarrassed because like, I'm this dumb bitch with all this Louis V suitcase and a dog just pissed on it. Like, that's embarrassing. I don't know how to explain it. I was just embarrassed. I was like, I wish this was a regular suitcase. I'm embarrassed. And so I look and I quickly realized though, I don't have, I don't have anything to wipe this up with like literally, like literally nothing. And so I chase after the guy in the wheelchair and I'm like, um, excuse me, sir. Sorry. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give myself so much credit here. I'm going to really, really brag about myself for a second. I don't know what... Well, for the most part, I'm honestly not a really like confrontational, mean person. Unless I guess I'm in a bar in Paris and the guy that's English is telling me to shut up. Um, But other than that, when I'm being a nasty little girl... For the most part, I'm not a nasty little girl and I'm really kind. And I ran after him and I was really nice. I was like, hi, sorry, excuse me. Do you happen to carry wipes with you or anything? And he goes, was it your suitcase my dog peed on? And I was like, yeah... Yep, it what? Yep, it was. Yep, it was. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "I'm sorry about that." I was like, "Listen, that's okay." Do you have any wipes or anything you maybe you travel with? He goes, "Yep." Takes him a while to get his. I mean, he's in a wheelchair, guys. He's like trying to get get his like baggage in his lap. He's like opening compartments. He gives me like a pack of wipes that had like, I'm not gonna lie, like two wipes left in there, <laughs> but that's okay. He was still very nice. He gives me a pack of wipes, and I say, "Thank you so much." He apologizes. And I run back and I wipe off my suitcase. It was, I'm not, it was, it was motherfucking gross. Okay. Like I'm wiping dog pee off with a wet wipe. It is what it is. But like, it, there was no way to get under the suitcase without, ro- it was just rolling around and the pee beneath it. It was, there's, I got pee on my hands. No questions asked throughout the day as I picked up and put it through security, whatever. But here's the thing. I wipe it off and I realized in that moment that that dog probably had to pee so bad and the guys in a wheelchair and like, there are, I don't y'all correct me if i'm wrong but i've never really seen pet relief places in national i'm sure legally the airport has to have one but i think it's once you already get through the airport and we weren't through the airport yet at all these things being said i looked at james he's like oh my gosh and i'm like it's okay accidents happen like you know whatever i look at james i go actually i'll be right back i ran after the guy and i asked him if he wanted me to take his dog out to pee and like take like let him do his business and he was like that Oh, that would be so, we've been here since 6.50 in the morning. It was like 8.50. He's like, my flight keeps getting delayed. I I mean, again, the guy's in a wheelchair. Like he obviously isn't, I'm sure he loves his dog. I'm sure it's just very inconvenient to like, you know, ask someone to take their, their dog out. So I was like, do you want me to take your dog outside to go potty? that dog did not want to go potty outside by the way because i took him and he was just fucking doing everything else but potty probably because he already got it all out at the fucking. and i also was like oh my gosh this dog's gonna take a shit and i don't have any bags and everyone's gonna think this is mine the dog didn't take a shit he like tinkled a little bit and then i brought the dog back inside and i was like here you go he went a little bit for the most part it was all on my bag i didn't say that part i was just like have a good day whatever i came back and i'm gonna give myself a pat on the back because life really is about how you decide to react to things and we are the controllers of every situation in our lives. Every single thing that happens to us, it is our responsibility and it's up to us, how we react to them. And I know a lot of people that would have been, fucking furious that they're, that the dog peed on their luggage and the guy just rolled away and they had to wipe. I know a lot of people that would have done that. And I am going to give myself credit where credit's due, because that was a really, I, I end up now laughing about the story. I called my dad. We laughed about it. James and I were laughing about it. Like somebody could have let that ruin their whole fucking day and been so bothered and so rude about it. And you just don't always have to react that way. I also was quite literally on the way to a free trip in Aspen. So like spirits were high. Um, (laughs) I wasn't exactly like going on to a work conference. So like, you know, spirits were high. Maybe that had something to do with it, but I do think it's a good Testament that if a dog can piss all over my designer luggage and I can still like be nice about it you guys can be fucking nice to people okay be good humans be good to people you don't know what someone's going through that guy probably really was like sad that he couldn't take his dog to go pee and felt bad and all of these different factors you never know what people are going through okay so anyways that's my how I got peed on at the airport um and yeah I I will say it was fucking gross though it is nasty all right I know you guys have seen me wearing my favorite new heirloom charm necklace it is my heart jewelry and I love them for multiple reasons one being that they're a sister-led company from none other than Charleston South Carolina and we gotta stick with my South Kakalaki girlies but also it's just the most amazing totally custom charm jewelry that is luxurious unique and long-lasting without that really really annoying hefty price that comes with heirloom jewelry okay so what you do is you can build your own that it reflects your dreams your family your intentions your values or just like your quirky side. So all pieces look completely different, which I love, but you get to choose your own chain, your charms, the length of your chain, et cetera, that really tell your story. Um, I have so many cool pieces on mine. I have like a clover that kind of leads back to my Irish heritage. I have this really big charm that I'm obsessed with. It's like a pig flying and they all mean different things. And it's really cool because heart jewelry gives you like cards explaining what each charm means. But I like to think that the charms apply to however you see them and like I think when pigs fly is such a funny say- saying and like honestly I feel like I've accomplished a lot of things that people might have said yeah when pigs fly and here we are doing it so their charms are plated with 100 recycled gold which is from right here in the USA using the most environmentally friendly process possible and their special HGE gold plating process is really cool because it means the jewelry resists tarnishing for years even decades honestly with the proper care so we love that because that means it's long lasting all right so I Actually, just um, you can use a drag and drop option on their website. It's a tool that you can design the custom piece from your phone, or your laptop. Kind of get a visual, or you could do what I did, which I booked a complimentary virtual styling appointment and talked to someone at Heart Jewelry and really just got a handle on what I wanted, the pieces I wanted. She talked to me about the length of the chain, and that was really cool for me. So feel free to do that as well. You guys, I love my Heart Jewelry necklace, and if you guys want to visit shopheart.com and use code Probably Ten at checkout for 10% off your first purchase and free shipping over hundred dollars that's dot com, and use code probably 10 for 10% off your first order and free shipping over hundred dollars which is amazing so heart rarely ever discounts their custom jewelry so this is a very exclusive offer to my listeners you are welcome check them out on instagram and tiktok as well just visit shopheart.com and use code probably 10 at checkout <laughs> Okay. So when we get to Dallas and we have our connecting flight, it's about a, I don't know, like an hour layover. We get a little bit of Jimmy John's. (sighs) Jimmy John's is always good. It always fucking hits. And then we go to our gate. Um, well, we did that thing that everyone always does, which is when you first get there, you walk all the way to your gate to make sure that it does indeed exist for literally no reason at all. And then you walk away like, cool, it's there. Now we're going to go get some food. So we did that weird thing fucking mental dance that everyone does with themselves and we had some food and then we came back to our gate and we were about to start boarding we get a group text from mark block and it says you assholes you're going to gay ski week in aspen i'm so fucking jealous and we were like gay ski week we and and neither james nor i say a single word to each other we both look at our phones we look at the group text and then we look at each other and then we look to our left and we look to our right at our gate that was about to board to aspen and we go Oh, (laughs) like it was very clear. I was like, okay. And I'm like, wait, no way. And James is like, did Revolve tell you that? And I'm like, no, I would Revolve tell me that. But I was like, wait, it's Gay Ski Week. How fucking fun. And James is like, yeah, that's fun. We don't really think anything else about it, right? You know what? That's a lie. Because it was so last minute, this trip, everyone kept being like, what are your plans? What are your plans? What are your plans? And I was like, we have no plans. Like we, we literally got asked to go on this trip Monday and it's Thursday. So we have no reservations. I did call like two places that they didn't laugh in my face, but they basically were like, yeah, no, sorry. So James and I had already planned on this trip to kind of like not have a low key trip, but definitely like wake up early, go skiing, just have nice dinners. And one thing about nice places, they usually have a bar that you can eat at. So we figured because there's just two of us, we could just walk into bars and try to get a seat at the bar and eat at the bar. Cause there was no reservations. So when we get that to too we're like oh shit and it's gay ski week there's going to be zero reservations like there's going to be who even knows if there'll be any room prices into the bar this is going to be a slam-packed weekend so we were like damn it's going to be real busy anyways we're like we'll figure it out we're not that just room service at the saint regis who cares so we go we get on our flight and we're sitting there and the second we get on our flight we're like boarding putting our bags overhead i hear oh my god i love your tiktoks me being me I'm like oh my god thank you and I turn around and this man is absolutely talking to James (laughs) and I was like oh and James is like oh thank you so much and I'm like hey you thank you too much of course I'm like it's James all right I'm not jealous me jealous and so I'm like okay and then they get to talking we're speaking with them it's this Okay, so these guys end up being the most amazing guys ever. Ben and Mark, like I doubt they're listening to this podcast, but I, like I'm going to be talking about them for the rest of the podcast and maybe I'll tell them to listen. But they're the most fabulous gays in the entire fucking world. It's like from Jump Street. I'm like, these guys are hilarious. I'm like, I'm eavesdropping. James picks up on it because he just says, thank you. They make like casual conversation. And then James and I, obviously we don't say like, where are you guys from? What do you do? We just, you know, people want to be kind of left alone on plane. So like we leave them alone. But James was like, you were so not listening to me. James would be talking, but I would be like trying to listen to their conversation because they were having such funnier, more interesting conversations. And I was like trying to pick up on what they were doing for Gay Ski Week. And I was like, oh, fun, fun, fun. And then, and then like at some point, James said something and he goes, I knew you said that because you wanted them to hear it. I said something where I was trying to be like, ooh, something, something. James is like, you're saying that so they'll listen to you. And I was like, I know. He totally called me out. Anyways, eventually in the flight, I don't know how long the flight was. We were sitting literally right in front of them, so someone did eventually say, "I think it was James." Someone was like, "So, where are you guys from?" Towards the end of the flight, well, the next thirty minutes of the flight, we were just we were just we hit it off. We just adored them. They actually had another girl with them who was like also so fun. So we're all just chat, 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 chatting, and then they're like, "Of course, they're like, what are you guys doing this weekend?" And we're like, "Well, here's the thing." we did not know it was gay ski weekend. And they were like, "Nah," -uh." And I was like, yeah. And I was like, I'm coming here with Revolve. And like, we last minute got this trip and you know, uh, we don't really have any plans. They were immediately like, oh, well we have an extra dinner reservation tonight at catch guys. Catch is like catch steak is the place in Aspen. There's so many places that are the places and they had reservations for all of them. But like at the end of the day, I am very socially aware. I am very much like i never want anyone to feel pressured or weird so me and james were immediately like oh no 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 you do not have to like invite us you guys have friends you guys are busy no you're fine and he's like no seriously we have two extra seats we made reservations for eight there's only six of us you're welcome to come i'm like okay but if you guys change your mind or decide you want to invite someone else you know just lie to us and tell us that it's not available anymore and we will pick up on it and we will totally just like let you guys be he's like probably like what in the fuck?" okay fine (laughs) it's fine but i just like never want anyone to feel weird so We go, we go wait for our luggage. Again, we're getting along with them so swimmingly. Also, like, I'm sorry, but like, Gay Ski Week, my super bowl, like being surrounded by the gays, my super bowl, my dream come true, like love. So I just knew we were going to have a fun time. And James was like all in so excited too. And so we go to this really fancy restaurant that night. It's so funny. They were like, well, we were curious if you were going to show up. I was like, imagine we just no showed to this gorgeous reservation. We, the first time we were there, we hit it off with them immediately. We have the best time. We go to this bar club, bar club. First of all, all the restaurants in Aspen are boiling. If you ever go there, I forced James because obviously like we love James Middleton, but that man is not a gay man. So like he cannot dress himself. I have to dress him. So, um, I, he's going to hate me for saying that he really does dress himself well. He's got good fashion sense, but naturally before, um, a really fashion forward trip like this in Aspen, I packed mostly for him. So I packed, I felt bad because I forced him to bring all these sweaters and he kept wanting to bring t-shirts. And I was like, t-shirts. No, we're going to be in Aspen, babe. Like it's cold. It's snowy. It's vibey. It's fashion. Like we need to do gorgeous sweaters. And he's like, OK, well, then everyone shows up to all the dinners in T-shirts, like nice T-shirts. You know what I mean? Because it's so it's known, I guess, that in Aspen, it's so hot that you literally like t- you wear big, furry, puffy jackets and then you take it off and co-check them because it's so hot in the restaurants. Anyways, James is boiling, boiling in these restaurants. So we had to go to the Revolve pop-up shop. and buy a couple T-shirts. Um, anyways, we go to this club after dinner. This club is called Escobar. It's basically like this, like you go down low and it looks like an old old airplane. Get it? Escobar, like drug trafficking, Hehe, <laughs> funny, funny. Anyways, it is such a vibe. I am one of three women in this club. I cannot express to you how much I literally loved this night. Like I, I keep thinking back to all the times we had and all the fun we had. And I really don't want to be mean or mean or bitchy when I say this, but like, I feel like I feel like if I had gone to Aspen and it had just been regular Aspen, I would have been like, okay, we have to impress this guy and we have to do this and we have to look like this. Like, of course I was still trying to impress the gays with all my outfits because that is what I'm always trying to do. But like, I don't know if I can go back to Aspen when it's regular Aspen. Like I only want to go back during Gay Ski Week. It was just such a carefree, gorgeous, lovely environment. I just had the best time ever. Um, Okay, I don't know if you guys follow me on Instagram, but I just posted my horrendous closet, and I finally got it cleaned and organized, but um, if you took a little peek at my closet, then you can tell, what do I love to do? I love to shop, but what is this, ladies and gentlemen? It's a finance podcast, so we are trying to save money, okay? So, Newly is a great way to do that, because newly is a subscription clothing rental service. It's all about helping you have fun, get creative with your style, which I love to do, but also renting from Newly lets me shift gears in my wardrobe, okay, without a complete and total 180 overhaul, because... That does get expensive, and I definitely love trends. I love trying out new things, new fits, new styles, and I don't want to just throw the cash towards it every single time to buy these clothes. So every month, I rent six items from Newly's shared closet, which they have, by the way, over 17,000 styles for everything I have going on, like if you need dressy stuff for occasion, trending clothes to go out, casual tops, premium jeans, hanging around, sweaters, outdoor vacation fits, you name it. I literally just went on a ski trip, and I rented a ski jacket from Newly. I love that you can go out and try these trending styles, colors, silhouettes, whatever you you want and then send them back for something new. Okay. So Newly takes care of everything from shipping to laundry. I can even pause without paying a fee. And a lot of companies don't do that. So if you need to take a break for any reason, you are able to pause without paying a fee. So that's amazing. You just choose any six styles every month. Access to like I said thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. They've got brands that I love like Selkie for Love and Lemons, Lisa says Gah, a Goldie, Anthropology literally whatever you want, free people. And another thing that I love about them is that Newly has inclusive sizing. So they have up to five times as well as petite maternity. I know my friends that um, are wearing maternity clothes are like, I hate wasting money on this. So Newly is a great option if you need to buy some maternity jeans, etc. but you don't want to actually buy them. You just want to rent them. Or hey, if you do love them, they give you the option to buy. And sometimes it's up to 75% off, which we love. So fast, free shipping, returns, professional cleaning. You do not have to worry about laundering these things. Um, it's just a Amazing. So if you want to try out newly, I think it's a great value. It only has $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of newly when you sign up with the code Probably20. So just go to N-U-U-L-Y dot com. That's newly with two Us and enter code probably20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's n-u-u-l-y dot com, newly with two U's and code probably20, newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes but we're at this club Escobar. Um, the star of the show for the weekend was obviously not me. Obviously James was getting uh, the most attention. Like, like he was king of the world, which you know what everyone I call Taylor and I'm like, man, I wasn't getting any attention. And she goes, Shannon, imagine you're in a club and you, you realize that every single person in the club wants to fuck you. Wouldn't that feel nice? And I was like, yeah, that would feel nice. you know what? We're going to let him have this. We're going to let him have this. That would be That would be a nice feeling to have. everyone should feel that. Okay, so we'll give it to them. Anyways, we had the best time. And then the next day, it's time to ski. Well, keep in mind, remember, we were like, we're going to go go to early six o'clock dinners, wake up early and go skiing, have some lessons. We were at Escobar uh, shaking our titties until literally two in the morning. So with bottle service. So we were, in fact, not up early to go skiing. So we get up, we have a leisurely breakfast and then we um, we decide to forego the lessons i'm like james hear me out why don't you take me skiing and you teach me a little bit and if we hate our lives because everyone was like "Oop, this is gonna go one or two ways you're either gonna like love him teaching you how to ski or you are going to literally break up (laughs) and i'm like true so i'm like if it's miserable then the next day i'll get a lesson or whatever he's like okay and here's what we were trying to lead up to the reason i really needed to learn how to ski enough well enough was because after we had this fabulous night with Ben and Mark and Peter. Oh my God, we met this guy, Peter and Jesse and Gabriel. And I found out that Peter one is the love of my life. And it's true what they say, all the good ones are taken or gay and um, love Peter. And he actually, we found out he worked at, well, very high up like corporate, corporate high levels, worked at Michael Kors. And I worked at Michael Kors when I was in high school. And he like knew my manager's name and everything. He's like, that was under my division. I was like, what this is, this, the world is so small. Anyways, also shout out to any of these other girlies listening that worked at Michael Kors during your high school college years what a great time um so we go to ski the next day and they tell us after our big night out they're like there's this place called cloud nine now cloud nine i need you to google it if you aren't aware of it although i think everyone that is like on instagram and sees aspen is like and cloud nine there's all these like parody accounts where it's like you can't go to aspen if you don't go to cloud nine it's basically this like chalet that you ski to with the most amazing views because it's so high up on the mountain but the only way to get down from it and it's like where they spray they have this like countdown throughout the whole like you have like a four-hour seating and you buy the only thing they sell is champagne and beer and the only thing you can do is drink champagne and spray champagne and I feel like if you guys saw my story or anything just google cloud nine champagne spray like they give you guns like these massive fake champagne guns that just like just spray champagne everywhere people wear goggles because it actually hurts really bad when you get champagne in your eyes anyways it's this whole thing. And I'm like obviously iconic. What do they say? Because these men are the most amazing men in the world. They were like, we have two extra seats. You guys should come us, join us for COD 9. And I'm like, shut up. No way. That is the one place I've like been dying to go because I'm a basic bitch. And so like I wanted to go so bad. And I was like, I'm in. But the caveat is you have to be able they, They say it on the website. I went on the website before we came. It was the one place that all my friends, like my friend Cassidy and everyone was like, you have to go to cloud nine. Well, I Googled it. You can't go to cloud nine. And like, she was like, try to ski up at 12 and put your name down for your table. Like you can't, this stuff is, especially during the ski week that it was like you, everyone has booked these like months in advance. So Anyways, I am elated, but I tell myself, okay, you really need to learn how to ski on Friday well enough because they say on the website, do not come to cloud nine. Do not come to cloud nine if you cannot ski down from cloud nine. Now what they mean by that is they mean that it's a blue mountain. It's a blue level mountain. So there's green, blue, and then black, and then black diamond. So there's a blue level mountain, which is difficult as fuck in Aspen. Blues and Aspen are like blacks in certain places. So very difficult mountain. And then you go down this very difficult mountain and then you go up one more lift. It's literally called the cloud nine lift. And you go up even further and even steeper mountain. So anyways, Friday comes, that's just explaining cloud nine to you. And then after you're done drinking all day at cloud nine, not all day, but like for two hours, you then ski down the treacherous mountain. It really doesn't make sense uh, from a safety perspective, but anyways, so nevertheless, I want to go. So we go on the first day. James, of course, has his own custom boots, his own helmet, goggles, all that, nine yards. I have to rent skis. He doesn't have his own skis, though. So we go to rent skis. Such a process. Like, wow. So much goes into it. So much measuring. I'm getting kind of, like, low-key intimidated even just renting the skis. I'm like, we got a lot of gear on. Like, we're really strapping in. And then we get on this little bus. It takes us to – we are suggested to go to – this is so Shannon – We are suggested that for my first time, we should go to Buttermilk Mountain. Now, Buttermilk Mountain is obviously what they would call a bunny slope. James says in Europe, they call them nursery slopes, but you know, a bunny hill, but not just a bunny hill. It's called Buttermilk Mountain and it has some blues and it has some greens, but the blues are very easy and the greens are definitely very easy. So I am skiing for the first time. I definitely skied before one time four years ago. I went on a big trip with Worth and a bunch of my friends, but like I literally just like scooted around on skis and like didn't really get it. So like, yeah, we weren't really skiing. So this feels like my first time essentially. And I am, I have like an odd, it's definitely really scary. So we get on the lift. I'm not afraid of heights. I'm petrified of heights. The lifts, the chairlifts, not for me. I can do a gondola all day long, but there are no gondolas here. So the only option is a lift and I am literally petrified. I keep my eyes closed the entire time. Eventually I opened them, but there were certain times where James knew to tell me to keep them closed because like it would just be super far down drops. And I was like, okay, so I opened my eyes when we were like close to the snow, whatever that's beside the point we get off. I'm really scared, I'm doing really bad. I'm doing really bad, I'm learning. Here's the thing, learning as an adult, if you have children and you want them to learn to ski, for the love of God, put them in when they're three or four, because these kids, they don't know what fear is. They have nothing to fear in their life. Okay. Other than not being read a bedtime story. tonight. they have no fear, nothing attached to them. That's scary. They're all zooming around me. I'm going to like forego all the, you know, stories about how four-year-olds were zooming past me. We all know that's how it works. When you go skiing, they're all better than you. So, um, we are skiing. I'm really scared. Cause like it innately goes against everything as an adult, as a grown person, it doesn't make sense. Like, to stop yourself from going fast down the mountain, you lean down the mountain, like you pizza down the mountain. That innately is not what your body wants to do. So I'm falling a good bit, but not like ba- I'm not falling. Like I'm not wiping out. I just like, I'm bailing a lot. I'm like sitting down on my butt and bailing out of these things. Anyways, I get down the mountain, this better milk mountain one time. I'm like, okay, hold on. I'm like kind of good. And James is like, you're doing really good. I have such blissful confidence. I go up again. We go down another part. Way harder to like finish out the whole mountain. It gets a lot steeper. It's a lot scarier. James is being... I need to give all the credit where credit's due. He is being a saint. We are actually not arguing at all. He's being so kind. He's probably feeling like a fucking little Ferrari that like wants to race but is only going five miles an hour in a parking garage like he is skiing backwards like the whole time watching me helping me he'll like go ahead of me to see which side of the hill is less steep for me to go down he's being amazing he's giving me such great tips he's making me do this thing where i hold the poles out in front of me because you know you hold poles beside you but like if you're beginning you're supposed to like hold them out in front of you to use them as balance and all this kind of weird tricks and exercises he's crushing it we're having the best time the, when we get finally down the hill the third or third time or something I'm like wow that was definitely challenging he's like yeah but you crushed it like good job good job I'm like okay I was definitely scared a lot but like I'm really glad I did that well guys I should have continued to do that for the next four days or something right like but instead me being me the next day, instead of taking a lesson, I decide to go with James. And I'm like, the next day is Saturday. So Saturday is the day that we're like, okay, we're going to go cloud nine. James is like, let's get there early and let's take you down the blue one time. Because James did keep trying to get me to go to blues yesterday. And I was like, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. And I wasn't ready. So then the next day, he's like, well, the only way to get to cloud nine is to ski down this blue mountain. And then ski down an even further blue mountain. And I'm looking up at this bitch being like, oh my God. Because you can obviously see the mountain in front of you. It's fucking so tall, so steep. I'm like, okay, okay. So I was like, let's just try the first mountain first, not the very tall one to get to cloud nine, but let's just try the first one first. So we go up. We're in this lift for 20 minutes. So we are going so high. I get down the first I get down and you know what James said? Everyone got in my head about it and he's not wrong. Everyone definitely got in my head because I was posting and I was like talking to people at the St. Regis being like, we're skiing Highlands Mountain today. We're skiing Highlands Mountain today. And they were like, really? Wasn't your first day skiing yesterday on buttermilk? And I was like, yeah. And they all kept being like, be careful, be be careful, be careful. When we were at the ski shop renting skis, I started asking everyone like, is it weird that I'm skiing Highlands today? And everyone's like, kind of like everyone's being very honest and very negative. And so like I was totally in my head and that let the fear grip just like take over for me. All right, guys, one thing about me, I'm super hyper freaked out to smell bad. I just am. But another thing about me that I'm always looking for is a deodorant that's just going to be healthy. And I feel like this is a very trending topic right now that deodorants aren't always good for us. Some deodorants. So I'm on a hunt. I've been on one to find a deodorant that I love that is safe to use um, because we're putting it in places that are really close to your lymph nodes, et cetera. You know what I mean? You need to be good and really weary about where and what kind of deodorant you're using. So I've been using Lumi, but here's the coolest part about Lumi. So Lumi was actually formulated and designed by an OBGYN. And she's like, I don't want this to just work on pits. I want this to work on feet, your privates. I want it to go below the belt. I want to be able to use this on our thigh folds, on our belly buttons, butt cracks, under boobs, whatever you want. And let me tell you something. I have used Lumi on my under boobs before because Nashville and it gets hot here. And I really, really think, and it's just amazing because here's the thing. Lumi is clinically proven to block odor all day and control odor for up to 72 hours and how like literally how well this is way above my pay grade but unlike certain deodorants that try to mask odor with a fragrance lumi is formulated and powered by mandelic acid so that stops odor before it even starts so it's more like a pre-odorant kind of thing it's baking soda free paraben free and like i said it's ph balanced so it's safe for use below the belt if you so please you're welcome to do that it was created by an OBGYN, so she knows all right so it's clinically proven to control odor longer than are you ready for this better than a shower with soap 12 hours after a shower the average person has an odor level of six out of 10, but with Lumi deodorant, the average odor is a level 0 out of 10. Okay, that is just amazing. I love Lumi and like I said, I feel safe using it. And I think if you guys want to make the switch to Lumi, it's a great call. Not only is it safe to use, but also you're going to save money because like I said, you can use it in way more places than just your pits, all right? It is proven to block odor all day long like I said, and it is pH optimized formula. So they've got over 275,000 five-star reviews to show for it. So Trust that if you don't trust me, but trust me, you're going to want to get Lumi deodorant because new customers get $5 off Lumi starter pack with my exclusive code and link. All you have to do is use code probably at lumideodorant.com. That's L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com and just use code probably. You're welcome. I cannot express to you guys, we go down this mountain. It is the first 10 feet. I'm like, I don't, I, 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 I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I cannot get down this mountain. I cannot. And I'm like, before it's too late, let's go back and ask if I can ride the lift down. Well, you can't ride the lift down. It's like a safety thing and you can. not So you have to be taken down and either like a cat or one of those medic ones where you're like strapped laying down. It's mortifying. James is like, you can do it. You can do it. I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. He was like, you can do it here's where our relationship starts taking a bit of a toll because he was doing everything right. He was being calm. He was being supportive. He was telling me I could do it. And I was literally like, I can't do it. And I wanted to turn back so bad. And he was like, baby. So we, we, he, he convinces me to ski down like two more little like do 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 slopes. I am bawling my eyes out. I get, I take my skis up. I'm wiping out. Like you can't imagine. I have just started feeling normal again. I am wiping out to the point where skis are flying. Skis are flying. I am crying. Tears are just steadily falling and they're just landing in the foam of my goggles. They're just landing in the foam, landing in the foam. Every time I would do something good, every time I would complete something, he'd look at me and be like, I'm so proud. Look, you did it. That was a really steep hill. You did it. And instead of it being encouraging to me and me being like, wow, I did that. That was amazing. I would be like, but but I don't want to do it. Like, I, and here's the thing, y'all, he wasn't forcing me to do it. I was like, please, can we please ask that person in the red coat? That person knows, because like the people that work there wear red coats. He was like, baby, the only way to get down is to ski. It's the only way. Like, you can take your skis off and we can slide down on your bottom, but you don't need to. Look, you just did that. You can do it. And I was like, I don't want to do it. I hate this. And he was like, I am so sorry. And I was like, it's too much. It's too soon. I shouldn't be on this blue mountain. Like I, I'm going, I don't know if James has ever seen me cry like this. Like I was being a baby, but for good reason, like every, I posted about this on my Instagram and everyone's like, do not feel bad. It is, petrifying skiing. It's petrifying. Like not to mention, here's the thing, guys, like this is a mountain where they assume you have experience. You actually can fly off a hill. Like you can fly off of a a, a cliff edge and to your death, assumably, like, like this is scary shit. So I'm like, so petrified it takes us probably 45 minutes of pure hell to get me down this mountain again just remember this is just the tall mountain not the extra tall mountain to get down from cloud nine um I am like I'm 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 done I'm spent I'm done he looks at me he's like you when I can finally see the ski lodge ahead of me and I know it's over and I just have one more hill to go I like I'm crying but I'm not even crying tears of happiness I'm crying like I hate it that so much we get to the bottom of the hill James is like Baby, you did it. Look, I'm so proud of you. And also when you get to the bottom hill, everyone's standing there like waiting to get on the lifts, at the lodge, drinking, doing whatever. I literally take my goggles off and tears. They're just streaming down my face. And I was like, that was so hard. And he was like, I know it was, but look, you did it. And I was just like, I hate you so much. But I didn't hate him. I just hated skiing. Anyways, he's like, okay, so I'm going to go out on a limb here. And I'm going to go ahead and say, you cannot go to cloud nine. And I was like... You fucking think you fucking think I'm not going to cloud nine. I'm going to go into that bar and I'm going to drink and I can't fucking see cloud nine. That's what I'm going to do. I'm fucking going. I know I'm not going to cloud nine. And he's like, okay just making sure and I was like but then I felt bad I'm like babe you go ski I'm like you go up you've been dying to ski he's just been like you know carrying me basically on his back not really but like I wish he would have kind of it's it's awful right so so I'm like you go ski I'm gonna go sit in this bar right here I'm gonna get obliterated you go ski and have the time of your life go all down all the zoomy zoomy hard hills black hills all you want I am going in there and I'm never skiing again I didn't say never skiing again and I did tell him he was like look you can do it like you just hit a really hard blue like that's really Impressive. And I was like, tomorrow I'll take a lesson. I'll go back to the greens. I'll really get my like you know self together, or whatever. I'm done skiing for now, though. That was petrifying. He's like, I get it. So I'm like, go up there. Well, right when we say this, all of our friends, Ben, Mark, Peter, the whole gang, Jesse, Gabriel, they all come up and they're like, hey, they're like, you want to go do a couple runs down before we all go to cloud nine? And I like lift my goggles up and there's just like tears and mascara. And they're like, uh-oh, what's wrong? And I was like, um, I'm not going to cloud nine. That was bad. And I'm also trying to not sound like a drama queen because like, here's the thing. Like y'all think it's funny me telling the story and like dragging it out. It is funny. And it's like, honestly, it, it, it is funny, but like, I didn't want to be the girl that just like couldn't talk, stop talking about how much she cried and how much she hated skiing. Like that's just like not the vibe. So I just like told them basically like once or twice, like, you don't understand. Like I literally just like had four or five minty bees, like breakdowns. Like these weren't regular. I wasn't just like, I'm scared. I was, I, you guys, I was a uh, I don't want to be here. Like that kind of crying. Okay. It, it was that level. So I'm like telling them, you know, slightly calmly. And and they're like, Oh, you have to go to cloud nine. And I was, and James is like, not go to cloud nine and i was like i cannot go to cloud nine plus then i look up at the the, because james did say look at that look up that hill you just skied all the way down that and i was that was the only moment where i was like wow okay i'm really proud of myself that was cool even though it was like petrifying getting down and really you know wasn't a wasn't really a win there were people because like I said, you're supposed to be like experienced when I was holding my poles out, which like nobody is doing that other than like three-year-olds on the bunny hills yesterday. Like when I'm holding my poles out, there was this one time where someone skied past us and you could, James was skiing backwards, like coaching me. And I was holding my poles out going really slow. There was someone that skied past us and was like, Hey, she doesn't need to be here. Like yelling at James. Cause like, thinking James was like trying to coach his like, like person, like James is a teacher trying to coach his person on a really experienced hill. And the guy literally was like, you're not supposed to be here. And I was like, I fucking know, I know that. (laughs) And so anyways, um, I get down and they're like, you have to come to cloud nine. And James is like, she is not coming to cloud nine. Cause I looked up and saw the mountain and then saw how higher up the cloud nine one was. I was like, yeah, no fucking shot. Anyways, they all are like trying to convince me, trying to convince me I tell them you guys go James everyone there's an hour before cloud nine starts you guys go have fun I'm gonna stay down here I'm going to absolutely miss please take videos James go to cloud nine if you want I even tell James go to cloud nine it's gonna be fun they spray champagne apparently it's iconic I'm gonna miss it but go James is like I'm not fussed about cloud nine I'm not gonna go if you don't go like I'm not gonna do that to you and I was like everyone just go have fun and do their own thing James leaves with all the guys to go up and go down a couple times for a few runs before they all go to cloud nine cloud nine Peter and then a, a group of our friends, Ryan, who was from another group of friends, but I've known him forever. He's friends with Margo. Everyone Ryan is not a good skier either. Peter and Ryan look at me and they're like, Shannon, you can't miss cloud nine. And I'm like, yeah, guys, I can't go up there, let alone ski down. it. I can't do it. And they were like, listen, you'll go up the lift. To the big mountain you'll ski down a tiny mountain to the cloud nine lift and then the cloud nine lift will take you really high up the mountain and then when you get there you have a tiny you do have a little tiny bit of a curve to get down to cloud nine but you can definitely do it and then after we drink you'll tell them you're too drunk to go and they have this thing called a cat that like is a giant vehicle that will take anyone that's drunk sick or injured down down the hill so you don't have to ski down it and I was like we can confirm this we can confirm and they're like yes 100% everyone's like yes 100% 100% the guy's like I'm taking the cat down I can't go I'm like 100% they're like 100% and I'm like and you think I can ski from the lift at cloud nine to cloud nine he's like yeah it's like I don't know like 400 yards and I was like confirmed he's like confirmed I'm like I don't know what came over me guys I was like okay I'll go I know what came over me I want to go to fucking cloud nine I'm a basic bitch I was like okay I'll go keep in mind James has already gone up the hill and left me being like bye have fun I gotta go I'm never doing that again love you bye I were about four, four lift carts behind him. He gets off. I see him get off and ski like in a circle around and I get off and I go, James, James, keep in mind the, the lift is a 20 minute lift. It's a 20 minute lift, which I also have my eyes closed the whole time. Peter was probably like, you're so weird. I get off the lift. I'm like James. And he, he turns around and he goes for fuck's sake. He's like, you're on the mountain again. And I was like, but not in a happy way. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to ski to cloud nine, go up. And then there's like this cat thing that will take me down. And he's like, Shannon, 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 Shannon. He like skis over to me. He's like, Shannon, can you ski from cloud nine lift to cloud nine? And you still have to ski to there. I was like, yeah, they're telling me it's like a 400 yards. It's nothing crazy. And they have a lot of confidence in me. And he was like, do you have confidence in you? And I was like, no, but if I have to take my skis up and walk, I'll walk. And he was like, fuck, sick. and I was like but go go down go do a bunch of runs go have fun I'm gonna go to cloud nine early and like help them roll silverware or something <laughs> he's like what the fuck but I do I go to cloud nine early it actually was not treacherous that I pizzaed all the way down slow plowed just to get to cloud nine and then I have this realization when we're having the time of our lives at cloud nine like the time of our lives I have this realization that um I'm not drunk enough to be a girl that's like bleh, 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 and I'm also I don't have a broken arm or anything so I'm like what the fuck do I do? Are they, oh my God. Are they going to tell me I have to ski down? Like I'll throw a fit. I'll, I'll throw a fit. I'll throw a fit. Like I will literally be like, you'll never, you're going to, you're, my death is on your hands. Is that okay? Is my blood on your hands? Okay. So I come up with this genius plan and the genius plan is to say that, um, and actually, I don't know why I just said I came up with it. I cannot take credit for this. My friend Ryan comes up with this genius plan to say that his contacts fell out, but his boyfriend, appendix ruptured. So I'm like, y'all use that. Like how genius to say that your contacts fell out. You don't have to act too drunk. You don't have to have a broken limb. You don't have to fake a limp. You you're saying your contacts fell out. You don't have to fake having contacts. You say they fell out. Like it's fucking genius. Like they don't want you skiing down the mountain if you can't see and you've been drinking. I'm like ding 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 ding. So we get on the cat ride now. Okay? First things first, Know this. If you're gonna pull this card, your cat, this thing takes 40 minutes before it takes off because they load it up with all the trash. You're basically taking the trash truck down. So you have to wait. You're we are first of all, me, trash. (laughs) Trash. I am trash. I am where I belong. And we are on this giant trash truck. It's huge. I don't know how it goes down the mountain because it's going the same like way down the mountain. Like I really would would love to look into the mechanics of it all. I'm very interested. Anyways, it's huge. It is fitting all of us on there by the time we have not even left yet. And James is like, we're down the mountain. I'm like, oh, you should probably just go ahead and head back to the hotel. We haven't even left yet. And everyone's saying the cat goes so, so, uh, slow, obviously, because it's like a giant vehicle going down a steep mountain that it takes an hour that it takes an hour to get down. Okay. So we're having the time of our lives someone has a bottle of fireball i'm drinking a lot of it um i'm also on it with a bunch of like really fun people but also on it are people who are so drunk and i feel so bad for them but not really that bad i guess because i took a video of one of them puking but i put a little emoji over their head i got some messages being like this is so fucked up that you filmed them and i was like you're right <laughs> like that is pretty fucked up but also in a way funny and I protected their identity. So, um, I will wear that badge. I will wear that badge that I am no one's, you know, uh, I am not a saint. I'm not a hero. I do fucked up shit sometimes. And that was probably falling into the fucked up category. And would I want someone to film me when I was throwing up? No. But if it was like a really fun, crazy ski and I drank too much. Also, maybe I deserved it. Anyways, this guy, oh, this guy also threw up on everyone's boots. Not mine, but he threw up on a lot of people's boots. So like, mm. Also feel bad for him because you probably can't help it, but like he was puking a lot. So people were just all over the cat, all over the cat. Like it was just like, I don't know how to explain to you. It just felt like I was back in college and I had fun. Like I was not, I was not like, oh my God, gross. People are throwing up. Oh, and there was snow all over the cat. So like, it was just like sticking in the snow and stuff. Oh my God. So much like fondue bits. It was so gross. Anyways. Um, we just had the time of our lives for an hour going on the cab, but It literally took us like two hours. So if you're going to pull this like shebang where you lie and don't ski down the mountain, just know you're, you're setting yourself back about two hours, a, a two pukey hours. Okay. Um, we get down, we go to, we don't go to dinner that night. We're exhausted. The next day we have a fabulous dinner. I chose not to ski the next day. I said, James, you go live your truth. I am not skiing. I'm going to go shop and have fun. And I did that and I had a great time and Aspen was iconic. And these, Friends are gonna be like friends for life. I'm literally like, do you guys want to officiate our wedding or what? Like, I literally love them so much, and they um are from Boston and New York, so they're gonna come to the show in Boston. Uh, reminder also that the live show tickets are still available, link in bio. Uh, but yeah, it's just gonna be so much fun. The skiing was so much fun. I had a blast, and that's my story. That's my Aspen story. Thank you, Revolve. Thank you, gay ski week, and thank you to all the new friends that we met. It was so fabulous. And I'm gonna keep skiing. I'm gonna keep trying. I'm gonna i'm gonna do it i didn't get altitude sickness which i was shocked by because one time when i went to vale with all my friends i was so 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 sick so i don't know if i'm just healthier than i now than i was then or if i just you know james was basically waterboarding me so we didn't get sick which was nice because i drank a lot of water was really hydrated but i was very impressed with myself for not being sick and i'm impressed with myself for saying that i will continue to try to ski but it's going to be on my own terms down the bunny slopes and just re- repetitive until i can figure it out and do it uh my mom and dad are actually good skiers they didn't start when they were younger they started when they were adults so off to the races i go love you guys so much this episode was not sponsored by revolve but it should be love you